hello and welcome back to the bucket list bitch podcast this is episode two and i'm your host sam martelewski before i get into the episode i just wanted to say thank you to all who have supported me and said such kind sweet amazing words about the first episode of my podcast i truly appreciate it it's made me feel so good and even more motivated to keep going and keep doing this damn thing so thank you i wanted to mention i've started to get really into making my website for this podcast as well as being more active on socials that are specifically for this podcast. I also want to mention that you can listen to this podcast anywhere you stream podcasts in the most common, most well-known spots to stream podcasts. So that's super exciting. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all of them. You name it, it's on there. So yes, that is super awesome. I also wanted to plug my website, thebucketlistbitch.com. It is official. It is launched. You can actually view my entire bucket list at the top right corner tab and a little bit more about me and all my socials on there. So if you're interested in checking that out, get a little spoiler alert on my entire bucket list, you go for it. And I want to give credit to Bucket List Journey for that idea as well. If you'd like to follow my uh, socials, I currently am the most active on my Instagram, Bucket List Bitch Pod, um, as well as my personal Instagram. If you can't find it through there, um, I have my name on there, Sam Martelewski, as well as the user is Bucket List Sloth. I'm also planning to use Twitter a bit more. I will have more information on that. I do think I have a link to it on on my website, but I don't use it quite yet. I'm not a big Twitter person, but I'll try. I'm also going to be having a TikTok and a Facebook for this as well to show I am legitness. <laughs> so if you happen to miss the first episode, maybe go back and check it out if you want. Uh, but it's just an intro episode about who I am, what are bucket list, why is it so important to me, and why I think you should create one and how to do so. So this episode is going to be a little bit different and a lot of these future episodes will be similar. I also love a good listicle along with an icebreaker, (laughs) two different things, but I do love listicles, but I also want to share my stories on all the items on these listicles uh, that I've experienced. So this episode is going to be about winter activities that could be on your bucket list, bucket list winter activities. I live in the Midwest, so a lot of us girlies also listening are from the Midwest here. And as you might know and probably saw, it snowed a lot lately. Uh, Even though it's getting close to March, it's still going strong. So this is the perfect time to share my list of bucket list items you can do in the winter over the weekend or before April because apparently it's just going to keep on going. And as we know around here, there's no stop to snow until maybe at most like early mid-April. So we got some time. So here's a list of Uh, things in the winter that I've done that were on my bucket list and maybe inspire you as well as uh, some items that I have not checked off yet but are on my bucket list as well as some common winter activities that are not on my personal bucket list and I'll explain why nothing personal it's just a personal preference so let's get into it this list might also be a little short I'm not a winter girl I really don't love winter very much I'm from Florida originally and even though I get heat exhaustion I don't know if I could choose between hot and really hot and really cold. They both kind of suck. And I'm sure most of us would love just a warm, a nice, cool fall or 
early summer breeze. <laughs> but there are some ways to help with that seasonal depression in the winter by having fun going outside. And here's my short list. The first is snowshoeing. This is a recent activity I've done. Snowshoeing is a very, very common thing to do in the winter, especially in the Midwest. There are lots of places that you can actually get free or pretty decent uh, priced rentals. I would recommend, especially if you've never done snowshoeing and you want to just dabble in it one or two or three times, just rent them out. I know some places like in the greater Madison area have them for decent prices, sometimes even free at like snowshoe hike events. That's where I went uh, last month. So they, you know, offer the snowshoe as well as like the poles to help you walk, kind of like when you go hiking. So I would recommend instead of hitting that REI or Dick's Sporting Goods or Amazon for some snowshoes, maybe just kind of test it out because they can get a little bit pricey. Um, a snowshoe fun fact. I'm not going to have a fun fact segment quite yet in this episode because I didn't really know what to do for this one quite yet. So this will be my fun fact segment. Did you know that snowshoes actually are not fitted to your shoe size, even though they're called snowshoes? Maybe that's just me. I had no idea because I've never done it. But snowshoes are actually, the size is based on your weight and your height distribution, mostly your weight. Um, so they have like, you know, kid sizes and small, medium and large, and maybe even extra large for adults. So if you're going in, you're like, I need eight and a half. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? It's basically like a, a belt buckle, the way it kind of goes on your, your feet so or your shoes. So just forewarning for you, but it's super fun. It's a great way to get active without straining too much. It, it's going to make your you know legs burn because you know, you're walking in clunky, you know, weird like flippers, you know, somewhat, uh, but it is super fun. It's a great way to get outside, especially for people like myself who'd rather be inside in the warmth. The next item on my bucket list that I accomplished in the winter was the polar plunge. There are different ways to do the polar plunge. Um, there are, of course, the ways that you can do like just recreationally. A lot of people actually do it for health reasons. So essentially what the polar plunge is, is you will go into like, you know, you can be in like a bathing suit. Some people maybe do it skinny dipping. I was in full clothes, <laughs> just saying. Uh, and you just essentially dip into really icy cold waters like a polar bear would and then you get out and then go to somewhere warm um, but I actually did it for charity not for recreation some people um, do it for health reasons I was doing it for the Special Olympics of Wisconsin it was something I'd always wanted to do I was just really scared to do it and I think that's what motivated me to finally do it last February not this February the year before I actually have hilarious photos I will share of me and Stephen jumping into the I think it's Lake Monona um, hilarious classic so I will briefly share my experience I me and Stephen in order for us to qualify we had to raise a certain amount of money to get to a certain tier to qualify once we we uh, raised both of our portions of our money. You can do it as a team or individually. You will then qualify to be able to jump into the lake. And it is a uh, similar to uh, companies like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like the Color Run, where they do multiple and different parts of the country. It's like a, a service, like a company that comes and puts it on. Um, it's not just like Madison put it on, it's like this whole company, like the Special Olympics are the one running the show. You will sign up and then there's a certain day you'll participate. You come in, you get like a shirt with for you raising money. They have these tents in the middle by the lake. If you've been to Lake Monona, it's over by Olin Park and they essentially just put you in there, they get you ready and you literally jump into the lake. They cut out a piece of ice from the lake at the like the shore 
uh, so it's not too deep. You're not like in the straight ass middle of the lake, um, but you're in there enough where you're not touching the ground, at least for my short five foot one and three fourths ass. <laughs> um, and they have like the fire department and like EMS or whatever. And they have a whole crowd there. They have microphones. They have like this whole spectacle of you getting pumped up to go do the polar plungers music. It's very much similar to like the color run where it's like a party. I'm not really a party gal, but it was fun. It was very motivating. And yeah, we jumped in. It's freaking freezing more than you can ever imagine, but they do this for charity because, another fun fact, because uh, people with like ALS, so like the ALS challenge from a few years ago, I never did it, so I didn't know the feeling. It's uh, that same feeling where like your mind goes numb when you hit that cold water. Um, so it's doing this for charity to like, you know, put your put yourself in their shoes kind of thing. Uh, once you get out, there's this like this hot tub after they help you get out and the crowd's like cheering you on or whatever. You go and run into this hot tub. Luckily for us, there was nobody there. Like they had like three or two or three hot tubs in that area. Nobody was there. We got really lucky and we just jumped the hell in and it burned, but it was good because it was just not cold anymore. And even though the cold was around you outside, it was not as cold as water at by any means. So that was really fun. It felt really good to do it afterwards. Um, it just, it felt really cool because not a lot of people would be bold enough to do it, but there was actually like so many different kinds of people, young and old and all different kinds of people were there doing this for charity and it just really felt awesome and they were congratulating everybody and my one faux pas besides it being freaking freezing um and by the way i went in the hot tub with full shoes on so i had to change my entire outfit that's where i'm leading into the tents i'm not a public uh, nudity kind of person and i know it's in like a tent with just women but that's my own problem <laughs> but that was my one thing i'm like and now i smell like leek so, uh, yeah, but Polar Plunge, super awesome. I highly recommend you look into it. I do believe they're doing it this weekend. So by the time this episode comes out, it had already passed. But I highly recommend looking into it. It is super fun. It's a great thing for the community and for the Special Olympics. So I do believe they have a office around here in Madison. So, yeah, I re highly recommend, even though it sounds horrible, it is for you're doing good. And it's super fun and super rewarding. The next thing that is actually local to the area as well that is one of those places that's like a big company that travels around the United States is the ice castles. And I've been to the Lake Geneva one a couple different times. They actually have them in various locations in the United States, um, similar to like the polar plunge. I know there's one in Minnesota as well. The ice castles are where essentially this company comes and makes humongous castles out of ice and snow and like compacts them. The first year I went, it was like one of the first years Lake Geneva did it. Uh, and that I can remember. And it was on their Lake Geneva Lake Beach this year, or I'm sorry, last year. I'm not sure where they did it this year, probably the same. A few years later, after the pandemic, we went again and they had a different location near like a country club, like really big field area. Gorgeous. They had like a horse drawn carriage thing, super cute horses. I think Olaf and Sven were their names. They had like hot chocolate and food and merch you could buy. So versus the first year where it was just straight up the ice castles and it was like downtown like Geneva which is like pretty small they knew what they were doing after the pandemic it was just as fun there was a lot of things to do it's not just walking around and seeing beautiful castles which I'll post on my Instagram about that as well if you don't know what I'm talking about it's of course beautiful and colorful and amazing they have magical lighting they also have like slides and interactive things you can do like in the ice castles not as much as you think it's a lot of just a photo op and it happens mostly at night so just be forewarned about that get a good camera if you're gonna go or go try to go right 
right about fourth the sun's about to go down i would also just warn you that it's really busy i remember the first year we went it sold out pretty dang quick and we got really lucky to even get tickets even like on a monday or wednesday night you know what i mean so if you're gonna go i would maybe avoid going on the weekends uh that's when all like the big families go out um i mean if you can't go on a weeknight that's you know, there is that option for you, but I'm just saying I recommend to try going like on a weeknight. It's a little less crowded, but it's still pretty poppin' because it is an amazing, fantastic, magical thing. So it's definitely worth it. Another thing I did on my bucket list that I'll do shortly is that because everyone's done it is sledding. There's all different kinds of sledding, especially around here where there's different like ski lodges and mountains. Um, so they have like regular sledding that you can do, um, you know, you can buy your own sleds and stuff like that, but you can also rent them out, especially like through the city of Madison. I know it has rentals for like tubes and stuff. There's tube sledding, there's tire sledding, there's all sorts of sledding. There's, you know, original sledding with the dang rosebud sled. There's all sorts of things, the discs. Um, I did a lot more sledding as a kid. I don't think I've gone sledding anytime recently that I can think of at the top of my head. But as a kid, I used to live by a hill, a really well-known hill in Beloit, uh, Wisconsin, where I grew up uh, as a kid and as I got older in teenage years and there was this hill that I just will never forget that I'm like I'm never getting back up once I got down and I even had snow pants on man it was like I don't know how I'm gonna get back up this hill it was very much like a, a first world kid problem and it was terrifying but there are so many cooler hills I feel like I need to check out next like winter or something because although sometimes they're a little bit pricey because you're like it should be free it's sledding it really is all about the experience and sometimes the the, the hills and mountains or whatever really well maintained and might be a little less insane as like the one I went on as a kid. That's also a great way to do like the ski lifts as well if you're going to go to like a ski place like Cascade Mountain or something like that around here. Another one I almost forgot to mention is ice skating. I've done that many many times. It still scares me. I did it recently. Super scary but there are tons of places you can get you know cheap rentals to do outside or indoor ice rinks. The final item that I have done winter related on my bucket list is going to a dome or globe for a dining experience. This one I did actually recently as well. Um, I'm going to try to envision it for you. It's essentially like, it's not like an igloo. It's just like made out of like plastic material, like a garden, like plastic material made into a dome and a lot of places will like give you like a, a small like charcuterie experience so where we went they had charcuterie board I keep want to say charcuterie board but it's not appropriate Samantha a charcuterie board and they had a s'mores board and then hot chocolate and it was so cute check out 1909 in Cross Plains Wisconsin there are a couple other options in Madison such as Cafe Hollander in Madison but be warned if you're gonna go with just like you and your partner it gets a little bit pricey and it's a lot of food because they're looking to cater more for like parties of like four, six, or eight. So just be warned, maybe go with your friends. I will probably go with my friends next time or a group of more people as well. Uh, but it was really fun with just Stephen and I. It was really romantic. It was really cute and it felt really personalized and cozy. They had blankets in there and it was warm and like a heater and it was just a really good time. So it's a great thing that if you have it in your area, you should do in the wintertime because that's usually when they have them. They don't always have them year round because it's meant to be for like you're bringing the inside outside kind of thing so definitely check it out if you have one in your area all right on to the segment of the bucket list items that are winter related that i've not done yet and i really want to first one being is skiing i think i would be really good at skiing i don't say that a lot about sports so i'll have you know i am not a sports person at all i was never somebody who did any single sport 
my entire childhood and adulthood. I'm not sporty, but I think I would be pretty good at skiing. The reason I say that is because it has the poles and it has that support. I was really good at snowshoeing, which like, how can you be good at snowshoeing? It's snowshoeing. But I felt like I was really good. <laughs> so I think skiing is going to be so fun, but it is also kind of an expensive sport or a hobby, whatever. Um, but I do want to try dabbling in it at least once. If not this winter, for sure the next one is going to be on top of my list because it just looks so fun, but also terrifying. I want to live my ski lodge fantasy. Next is uh, staying in a cabin. I am never camped in my life and I don't really want to, but I would like to stay in a cozy cabin in the winter. And Steve and I are trying trying to possibly this Christmas go to one in the local area through the getaway cabins, which is like a chain of like small little mini tiny house cabins, uh, modernized if you will, but really, really simple where they don't, they have like a phone lockbox and they just have like really simple stuff like a small kitchen and a bathroom and like a really beautiful little bedroom setup. I really want to try like a tiny house too. So it's like a two for one. We actually really want to go um, there for Christmas. We're kind of just not super close with the our families. It's just kind of become more of a hassle than an enjoyable holiday moment. So we want to try something different maybe this uh, holiday season just around Christmas. I think it's still important to, you know, celebrate with your family, but I think for Christmas, I really want to make it like for us. So I think that would be really cool. Another activity I really want to do is kick sledding. And my boss actually showed me about kick sledding recently. I'd never heard of it. It's a Norwegian based sled. So it's not just like a sport itself. It's an actual sled. It's a kick sled and you can do it in the snow. You can do it in on ice on like a lake and it's uh, originated in Norway. So they don't have a ton around here. I know they have one in like Racine area and maybe I think they have one up in Door County in Sturgeon Bay where I got married. Haha. <laughs> um, in that area, you can do rentals, but they are super expensive to buy. So I kind of want to try before I buy kind of thing. So I definitely want to check out kick sledding. You just essentially, it's like a sled, but it has like kind of like when you go ice skating, it has like a guardrail. And by ice skating, I mean like when you need like assistance and there's nothing wrong with needing assistance let me tell you but it has one of those and then it has like the sled back like the thin little legs and it just kicks and pushes and it looks so easy and so fun like it's right up my alley it's unique I want to do it I definitely recommend to look into kick sledding another one I would like to do that I haven't tried is snowmobiling I don't think I'm badass enough for that right now but I think if I like was given the opportunity I'd probably go snowmobiling. I would act like I was like winter Barbie or something. I don't know. I would not be doing some cool little hills and stuff. I'd keep it simple because even a bike terrifies me or an electric scooter terrifies me. So I just want to give it a whirl because I've never done a jet ski either unrelated but it or ATV. So it just looks fun, but I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I'm willing to try it. And for some winter activities that you're probably thinking, where are they? Why didn't you mention them? They're just not something I've ever been interested in. One of them is snowboarding. I'm terrified of, of skateboarding. I thought as a kid I wanted to try it and I was just not good at it. I need like that support. I can't be free balling like a, like a pogo, not a pogo stick, like a unicycle kind of thing. I need something to grab onto and snowboarding is not that. So it's just something I don't think I'd be good at. I don't have balance. So I'm going to pass. And then there's another thing that's pretty common around here to do in the winter, and that's ice fishing. I don't like fishing. It's just not my thing. I just, I don't like it. That is why it's not on my list. That was episode two. Pretty simple. I don't want to get too crazy with the stories because... 
I don't know. There are just fun things that you can do and try to have your own stories. And I'm sure there are quite a few of them like sledding or ice skating that you've probably done. And I would love to hear if you have hilarious stories about that. I know the last time I went ice skating was like a few years ago with Steven and we were just like trying to do a stereotypical, you know, date and he biffed it really hard and I was really proud that I didn't. But then when I went roller skating or sorry, roller, yeah, roller skating, like a few months ago, I biffed it really hard, like right away. So don't, you know, feel like I'm this amazing sportswoman, okay? Definitely not. But uh, I feel like winter has a lot, like winter activities are a lot of sporty things, which is probably why I haven't done a ton of things in the winter, just because I don't really like sports. I can't say that enough in this episode. But if you know any other things I might have missed that you've done in the winter that I should try out, let me know because I'm very interested to see. But I am very excited for spring because not only is it my birthday, but because I'm tired of snow. I'm terrified of driving in the snow, I'll have you know. That's why I end up working like from home or staying home a lot of time in the winter because it just scares me. Even though I have an SUV, I just don't want to deal with it, okay? I'm just not that kind of girl. I've done too many spin-outs in old cars that it's traumatized me and now I have driving trauma, okay? I just, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm ready for spring, but I, I, I loved all the activities I had done in the past for bucket list items in the winter. They are super fun. If there's one I would do again, I would of course would go back to the ice castles. I don't know about, um, I didn't go this year obviously, but I would go again. Um, I would definitely do snowshoeing again, but I don't know if I do the polar plunge again. I'm not sure if I'm emotionally ready for that. It was a, it was a fun thing to do, but I, I feel like I saw it. I done it all. I don't know if I need to keep, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that was episode two. I asked before I end this episode to check me out on socials. If you've only seen me from this podcast you somehow stumbled across this hot mess express i'd recommend following both of my instagrams mostly the podcast one if you just want podcast related content it is bucket list bitch pod also go to my website thebucketlistbitch.com to check out any sort of updates on there i will be posting all show notes from going on and forward including the last episode on there just like a lot of other podcasts do just to give recaps because i'm a visual person as well so i totally get it if you have any uh, topic suggestions or if you'd like to maybe be a guest or you want to have any comments or share your own stories about your bucket list items feel free to go to my google forms on my website we'll have that in the show notes of this episode as well and uh, stay tuned for future uh, other social media accounts that i have like tiktok facebook i have a twitter i will link it in the show notes as well because i can't think of the the name right now it's probably just bucket list bitch or something like that (laughs) i'm still working on it so thank you all for joining i really appreciate it and i will see you next time stay safe out there especially if you're going to do a winter activity everyone has a story to tell what will be yours thanks for listening bye the bucket list bitch podcast is brought to you by host sam martelewski if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of the bucket list bitch reach out to me on my instagram at the bucket list bitch pod Mm -hmm.